ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Monday, February 28th edition, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, every Monday, if you come down Mondays, you get to take advantage of the Monday special. That's $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Now, we're going to open up the phone lines for you this hour. It's brought to you by White Claw, hard seltzer. It is made pure. I don't know if you knew that, but you do now. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Also, we do that text thing as well, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. We really didn't have a weekend to get into. The Thundering Herd was off. That's a good thing. Getting some rest. It's Western Kentucky week, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, but you do now. It is Western Kentucky week. The Hilltoppers and the Herd. The women are taking on the Hilltoppers. The men are taking on the Hilltoppers. We're going to hear from Tony Kemper a little bit later on about the women's side of this. We'll hear from Dan Dan Tony tomorrow, but I got something special for you coming up here in the next segment. We're going to hear from our good friend Randy Lee, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. He'll join us on the program. We'll get a preview of this matchup between these two squads. It should be fun. Always great to see Marshall in Western Kentucky. That's one of the few things that I will miss about Conference USA. There's not many things that I'll miss about Conference USA, and the Hilltoppers are one of those things. So I'll throw that out for the text. What will you miss about Conference USA the most? Is it Western Kentucky? I think it is. And hopefully these two universities can work together and work out a schedule where we see Western Kentucky and Western Kentucky sees Marshall on a more regular basis because I think this has been the best rivalry. Now, as far as travel is concerned, it's not Dan D'Antoni's favorite. Talking to him today, he doesn't like the travel. It's the closest opponent, but, boy, he does not like that long bus ride. That is evident. So he doesn't think it's – even though it's close, it's a, it's a tough trip. So you got to make that trip. you got to play host to them. Flip-flop that for the women. The women are going to play on Saturday at the Henderson Center. The men will be on the road. I mean, you're playing Saturday. It's not so – I don't think it's so bad on a Saturday. If you got to travel to Western Kentucky, it's not so bad. But you got to do the midweek game. That's tough. I mean, you're the women. you got to do the midweek game. And the tough thing about this for the herd, talking to Dan after the game, Herd's coming back home to Huntington before making that trip out to Frisco. So the Herd's going to make the bus trip back to Huntington, get its affairs in order, do what it needs to do, and then head out because Marshall's got that Tuesday game. And we know Marshall's locked into the Tuesday game, taking on FIU. There's no way to get out of it. You can't win your way out of it. You're stuck. You're playing that first day. Can Marshall make a run? Can Marshall make a run from the Tuesday position? We're going to find out. But we got to get past Western Kentucky first. So, text line is now fired up. Here we go. I like this one already. Texter writes, Rick Stansberry, thumbs down. 
Yes, it is Western Kentucky week, and I'm here for it. But Randy Lee is going to join us in the next few minutes. We're going to get a great preview from him on what the Hilltoppers are all about and, of course, later on as well. A lot of things happening over the weekend for the Thundering Herd. We're going to recap all of that, get your phone calls in tomorrow on the program. Just give you a program note coming up. We'll hear directly on the program from the new athletic director of Marshall University, one Christian Spear. So he'll join me on the program tomorrow about 5.15. So I'm looking forward to talking to him, get a chance to to maybe get to know him a little bit better as he will take over as the athletic director. Again, that is not until the 14th of next month. So I already asked Tony Kemper. I made I made Cassidy Wood a little mad at me. I took her question, she said. I asked Coach, you know, is the speech coming? And Coach politely reminded us as he was laughing that he doesn't take over until the 14th. So no speech. Conference USA Tournament begins on the 8th for the men. And, of course, uh, the Thundering Herd on the women's side don't have to worry about that that Tuesday game, thankfully. So I'm happy there. Should be a fun show. And, of course, uh, again, great weekend. I know it didn't have basketball, but it was still a great weekend. Just nice to have one Saturday where you didn't have to worry about it. If you're the team, you just kick back. Get right, stay away from the game for a couple of days. I mean, that's that's needed sometimes. I, I know you look at young student athletes; they can handle it, right? They, they need a break now and then too. So I'm hoping that the time off, just a couple of days, but still, just a couple of days, not having to worry about an actual game, and they can come back in just a little bit rejuvenated. And the schedule's interesting this week because it's Wednesday, Saturday. It's not Thursday, Saturday. Which again, I think that's a lot better, especially with how this game has gone in the past. I like the fact that it's Wednesday, and then the other team can travel. You don't have that Thursday, get ready to go, and then do it again. And plus, you've done this before. You've played the same opponent twice, the back-to-back, maybe not in this direct format all the time, but you've done this before. Remember when Conference USA was doing the system where you played the opponent twice you didn't travel, they came to you, or you went to them. It's sort of similar in this regard. So I don't worry about what's happening with the herd this week as far as preparation, scheduling, and all of that. I think Marshall is just going to be set to go and play some basketball. Thankfully, you got a few days. You don't have to generate your own energy. It is Western Kentucky because when I say that, that should mean something. If you're Marshall, that should mean something. Which other opponent in Conference USA is it more meaningful to play against if you are Marshall? It's not North Texas. Is it middle? Okay, middle could probably make an argument. I would throw middle in there. Is it Charlotte? Is it Old Dominion? It's going to be Old Dominion sooner than you think. Is it Southern Miss? Is it the Florida schools? And football it is. Basketball, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Florida schools got the best of the herd this time around. But for the most part, in football, you can say the Florida schools, but in basketball, oh, it's got to be Marshall and Western Kentucky. It has to be. If it's not Western Kentucky, which team is it? So I'll entertain those arguments. Make them good. And the text line again, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. You can also find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Again, that is at Paul Swan 
on Twitter. So we got a fun show ahead. We'll talk to Randy Lee, voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, when we continue, get his thoughts on this upcoming matchup between Marshall and Western Kentucky. This might be the final series. If Marshall is successful and gets out of Conference USA, this might be, other than maybe an appearance in the Conference USA tournament against the Hilltoppers, this might be it. You might not see Western Kentucky for a time. That would be sad. I would hate that. I really enjoy this series, but at the same time, I don't know if that's going to add any extra heat on this. Maybe this is the last time. Maybe Western Kentucky wants to send Marshall out on a sour note for the herd. I don't know what's going through these young men's minds. We'll find out. Randy Lee joins us on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue, Huntington, for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, We're trying to hook up with Randy Lee, voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. We are going to do that here in a moment. Until then, you got me. And let me remind you one more time, always at the Union Pub and Grill on a Monday, you can come hang out. You get all the TVs. You can see whatever sporting event you want to watch. You can listen to music that is of the proprietor, Herb Stanley's liking. So uh, I'm rocking out to some 80s music right now. What do we got on here? We got some Kenny Loggins on the uh, the, the radio uh, side here. So I'm jamming out to some Kenny Loggins as we wait for Randy Lee, and I've got the good word in my ear that Randy Lee is now joining us. Uh, I'm here today at the Union Pub and Grill, Randy. Wish you could be with me, but... I got Kenny Loggins in the background. Uh, it's a dollar fifty bottle, two dollar call shots every Monday, and now you, man, this is a great Monday. Well, you tell Kenny Loggins I said hello because uh, he lived in Santa Barbara, still does, and I when I used to work out there and uh, would see him from time to time. Never had a chance to introduce myself, so say hello to him for me. Man, I that that would put you up even higher. You would have ranked higher on my list here if you were actually friends with Kenny Loggins and can maybe give uh-huh. me that hookup. Well, I tell you what, everyone loves the NCAA uh, basketball tournament song. What's the name of it at the end where they play it when the game? One shining over? moment. All right, you talking about that one? Go back to like seventy. Yeah, that one. Go back to like seventy nine and eighty. Uh, the song they played was "This Is It" by Kenny Loggins. That okay. is a much better end of basketball championship song than the current song they play. So this is it. They should have never changed it. Okay, I got a big question for you though: Teddy Pendergrass or Luther Vandross' version of "One Shining Moment"? If if you had to choose, which was uh-huh. the first one? Uh, you had you had Teddy. Well, it's the same song. It's just Teddy Pendergrass sang it first. Who did it first? Oh uh, no, Teddy. It was Teddy, not Luther. Luther's, yeah, Luther came Teddy. on after. You like Luther's better? I'll go with Teddy. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I, I really, I, I'm not an expert on that song because I really, I, I, I'm just so. Um, I'm still, I'm still uh, affected by this. Is it not being the song? Uh, Forty-one years ago is when they changed, made the decision to not do this. Is it? So I'm still affected by that. Understand? No, it's traumatic, and I get it. I'm with you there. <laughs> the one year that Jennifer Hudson did uh, one shining moment that, that that still affected me in a negative way. So yes, I I yeah, understand. I, I didn't know they had different people singing it. I had no idea. Well, they they tried they tried something different and. People didn't like that, I don't believe, because they okay. switched right back. Okay, yeah. Yes, hmm. I did, you didn't know that I was an expert on, on that song. 
No, I did not. I had no idea. But uh, yeah, all I see, know is when, you know, in the eighty, the nineteen seventy nine and eighty Final Fours. Uh, I don't know if they kept it in eighty one, but I know in seventy nine and eighty, very impressionable time in my life. Um, this is it. I mean, when I heard that song during the Final Four. It's like, oh my, what a great song! And and uh, so yeah, so I still remember those days. Okay. Randy Lee joining us. I bet, you, bet everyone tuned in right now. We're not expecting the musical knowledge, but here it is. That's why he's one of the best in the business, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. And, you know, this might be this might be your last time making a visit for a long time into Huntington as the voice of the Hilltoppers. You might have to come, like, on, on a personal visit until these two schools might meet again in some athletic endeavor. Well, from everything I've read in the Herald-Dispatch and online, I don't think I'll be back again. Wow. I hope the series continues. That's the one thing that I will miss about Conference USA, this series. Well, no doubt. And, you know, me for personal reasons, but, you know, our fan base at first didn't know what to think about it because it was brand new. But I know when we joined the conference, the team that, our fans wanted us to catch up with in football was Marshall. So they sort of put a big X on Marshall's back, and that was the goal because we were also you know, both in the East Division. And even though MTSU is still uh, probably, well, no doubt in basketball, it is still the rivalry that our fans most uh, are involved in mentally, emotionally. Uh, but for football, that's changed. And it's Marshall and has been Marshall for quite a few years and it's because Marshall was always the team to shoot for and you know MTSU and football has sort of fallen back Uh, they wanted an East Division championship a couple years ago but you know year in year out they have not been nearly as good as Marshall so it was a proving ground for this program to try to get to that level and you know a, a few years they've done that. Randy Lee's my guest voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers so we got this series to talk about Wednesday Saturday before the Conference USA Tournament. Marshall's fate is locked. It's playing on Tuesday. Western Kentucky is still trying to figure out, maybe jockey for, uh, try to improve its position the best it can. You know, how are you feeling coming into this one? I know it was a tough one against Middle Tennessee prior to this. Yeah, you know, that was, MTSU's very good. Um, you know, they haven't, they haven't lost a home game this year. And you know, WKU had won seven in a row. But they went in there without their starting power forward, Jarius Hamilton, who averages 14 points and six rebounds, was playing his best basketball during the conference season. And they went in there without uh, Luke Frampton, who is our best three-point shooter. So you're losing about 25 points combined there and you know, just losing a lot. And this is a team that really has no bench. Your Rick doesn't play much. We usually go about six deep. So we had to start a player who played 16 minutes in the last seven games. And I thought, for, you know, as poorly as the two stars shot in that game, uh, McKnight, who has been awesome, and Justice has been equally as good. Give MTSU credit. They're a very physical kind of defense. Um, you know, they, they shut those two players down. Despite that, I mean, with eight minutes to go down there with McKnight and Justice uh, combining for, you know, you know just hor- they, they combined to go something like uh, five or, uh, you know, 28. Uh, they were only down four with uh, eight minutes to go. Then Sharp fouls out, and it was Katie Bartador after that. 
Randy Lee is joining us on the program. Uh, got some breaking news briefly, and I'll share it with you since it's Conference USA related. Uh, Old Dominion has released a statement, Randy. Conference USA has filed improper arbitration demands against three departing member universities seeking to litigate the university's withdrawal from the conference in CUSA's hometown of Dallas, Texas. The arbitration demands are unlawful for several reasons, and ODU seeking relief in Norfolk Circuit Court in order to stay and join the proceeding. Once the stay is in place, the parties can discuss any remaining issues related to ODU's move to the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, last week, courts in West Virginia and Mississippi issued temporary restraining orders against similar CUSA actions against Marshall University and the University of Southern Mississippi. So uh, some breaking news there. And um, I know Western Kentucky would, would have maybe loved to try to found a better position or uh, let me ask you this. Um, you know, with the MAC reforming, whatever it's going to look like next year, WKU still in a really good position. Well, I think we're confident. You know, if you look at the number of championships um, since this since this school started in Conference USA, no school uh, has won more conference championships in Conference USA. Uh, I believe their GPA year in and year out is number two in the conference behind Rice. So they have a lot to offer. What what this school doesn't have to offer as much as some others uh, is a TV market. And that was really the decision making that the AAC made was to take schools with the TV market, even though we know in Boca Raton, not many people watch FAU and football, but nonetheless, those are the rules. And we also know that, um, you know, we, we did leave the Sun Belt and uh, a few years ago and from, what I've been told, um, not that that's not an option down the road, but there's still some, you know, hurt feelings, I think, a little bit. So those were really the two reasons uh, I think that WK did not go, were not invited to one of the other two. So you talk about the MAC, you know, our Board of Regents voted to go to the MAC. Um, you know, I talked to all of our coaches and I think only one of our coaches was really um, – fine with it. I don't know that Mac's a great conference. You guys were in it. It's solid. Those schools never leave. I mean, it's, you know, unlike most of the other, you know, a lot of the other conferences, there's a lot of movement. I, I think it was just where the conference is located. And so, but anyway, uh, the Board of Regents voted to go to the Mac. However, the Mac was going to take a pair. They wanted to take us an MTSU. Of course, they want to get into the Nashville market. And if I'm MTSU, I probably don't want to go to the MAC either. I mean, you're south of Nashville, Tennessee, and you are playing in the MAC. So I'm not surprised they said no. Uh, now I've heard rumors that North Dakota State wants to get into the MAC, and, and the MAC will come back out and, and find it, try to find someone else. So they'll have two going in. And I mean, will it be us? I don't know. I, I know we are uh, anticipating, uh, you know, if things go the way that I think. Uh, we feel that they're going to go. You know, all, all the schools, I think, are required to pay sort of an exit fee, um, you know, leaving the conference. And in Marshall's case, and Southern Miss's case, and Old Dominion's case, when you're breaking a contract, uh, are you going to get out of it scot-free? Uh, I think most people feel like who are staying that, you know, they probably will not be here next year, but they'll have to pay a penalty to get out. So all the schools who are staying can at least reap the benefits financially in a short period of time and improve maybe some of the facilities. And we have a couple things we want to do indoor football facility, which we had 
verbally committed about six years ago and done before some political things got involved. I think that's back on the table and also some uh, improvements to some of our Olympic sports. And I think we feel like when the next change is made, whenever that may be, um, we'll be fine and ready to go in whatever direction that may be. Um, so uh, I don't think, um, you know, we're disapp- I think most of the people are disappointed. They feel like we've been spurned to some degree. Uh, but uh, I, I think, you know, I think we're going to hang in there, hold in there, and uh, see what's going to happen the next three or four years. I, I don't think we're going to be in the same spot we are now, you know, half a dozen years from now. Uh, but I, I think we're going to be fine. Randy Lee's joining me, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Uh, I, uh, I was actually pulling for the Mac for you guys. For you, I, I thought it would have been a great. Now, why fit. were you doing that, Paul? Um, because one, uh, I, I think from the ge- geography, I think that there would have been some interesting matchups. I, I think it would have been more entertaining to watch uh, Western Kentucky and Ohio or, or some of those other schools, Miami, than maybe some of the schools that are coming in. I mean, now I'm an outsider. I'm not a Hilltopper fan. Yeah. I'm not a. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I not, think a lot of people felt. I think some people felt that way. I do know our administration. You know, did studies and they found out that it would actually be less of an expense in terms of travel uh, to compete in the MAC rather than the Conference USA. So I feel like that was a positive. I think they felt like it was a stable conference. Uh, that was a positive. Uh, I, I do know the recruiting base for most of our programs. I would say with the exception of volleyball, and our volleyball program is a top 25 program every single year, they all recruit south. Uh, We do get some players that are north of us, but very few. Now, if we go to the MAC, we'll certainly get more of those because we will be playing in that that part of the country. But I think the the fear was, maybe not a fear, uh, fear is a strong word, but just maybe the concern is how are we going to have to adjust, uh, adjust our recruiting base because right now Georgia and Alabama and Florida are vitally important to this program. How many kids from those three states uh, are you going to get if you are in the MAC conference rather than competing within five, six hours uh, of where they live? Uh, I think that was, uh, you know, I don't think anyone knew, but I think there was a concern with that. Randy Lee's my guest, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Marshall in action Plus against the Hilltoppers. Plus the play-by-play announcer doesn't like to go north and be cold. Okay. Hey, hey, that's a valid concern right there. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, because you don't get – yeah, you get the luxury a little bit. You get to travel with the team, so you're okay t- in some degree, in some degree here. But, you know, are you um, – are you getting the same accommodations as uh, as the Hilltopper basketball team? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, that's all in Learfield's hands. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, sometimes we can go in the same place in the same way the team goes, and sometimes we can't. But, but I've always sworn that I'm not going to live north of Exit 22 uh, here in Bowling Green. I was in Nebraska for five winters um, when I worked at the University of Nebraska, and I swore I was not going to go go into that. So. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to live north of Exit 22. That's the that's the furthest north I've ever lived in Bowling Green. So uh, I, I definitely don't want to live in the MAC. But uh, it, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to be a part of the MAC. Uh, and you know, and, and I think some of our fans thought that was going to be nice too. Because you know, the schools are very comparable in size. The, the cities are comparable in size. Uh, so there are a lot of similarities. 
the, the Bowling Green, you know. Western Kentucky. I mean, how about the Hilltoppers going to Bowling Green? You know, that confuses yeah. everyone. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. I mean, still to this day. Um, in fact, the other day someone called me. I mean, he, you know, he lives in California. And I thought he knew all about us because you know he's a big football guy and this or that. He asked me. He goes, uh, "How close are you? How close do you live to your uh, university?" And I said, "Well." about a mile and a half right now and he just sounded confused and he, he, he then he finally admitted he goes well bowling green he still did not know that western kentucky was in bowling green kentucky he had it he, he thought you know, bowling green ohio and bowling green kentucky and, and we do play bowling green in some sports you know, once in a while so it gets very confusing for people who don't know that actually Western Kentucky University is in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Randy Lee with a story that I, I couldn't imagine existed until this moment. I mean, the school's name is Western Kentucky. It's right there. It's in we the name. We haven't mentioned Marshall, have we? Uh, hey, Marshall's taking on Western Kentucky. Uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the herd? Herd's uh, been up and down, up and down here a little bit, losing streak. Well, he certainly uh, played, you know, I, I think Marshall's playing a lot better lately. I believe he won four of your last nine in conference, and you know, we've won seven of our last eight. So I think both teams are probably playing at their best you know, since conference play rolled around. How important are these last two games? You, you split this, you feel good, you need to sweep this uh, heading into the tournament. Get the last well, one. Well, in in uh, you know in the Hilltoppers' case, right now they're in a second place tie with FAU in the East Division, and the last thing WKU wants to have to play is four games in four days. You know, if they could you know get get to the championship game because they're playing basically six players, and right now you get Hamilton as a knee injury, and another player, uh, you know, Luke Frampton has mono. Uh, maybe he'll be good to go you know in two weeks, but he's not probably going to be himself this week. So everyone wants that first round bye. And if they do finish second, then they won't play the first day. And they would, you know, so they'll have a rest there and play, you know, play someone who's already played a game. So it's important. Uh, they do have the tiebreaker advantage over FAU. So if they finish with the same record, uh, WKU will be the two seed. Uh, FAU has to play FIU twice this week. Uh, I fully anticipate they'll win both of those games. It's the best FAU team they've ever had, ever. So I don't see them losing. So I think uh, these games are imperative, uh, you know, for the Hilltoppers to find a way to win too. And whether they can do that or not, I mean, I don't know. Uh, this team was rolling, playing its best basketball by far in most areas until last week. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can bounce back. Um, I am I, concerned about Hamilton's knee injury uh, and, uh, you know, give Luke maybe another week to get ready and maybe he'll be at full strength in the conference tournament, you know, getting back from Mono. Randy Lee's my guest, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, good friend of the program, and, of course, does a fantastic job. Uh, I always like uh, hearing the highlights uh, during the Marshall Post game. Of Usually it's a, it's a Western Kentucky highlight. Nobody else. Uh, for some reason, you know that? Usually we hear highlights on the uh, – I did not know the, that. Yeah, we hear highlights uh, from other games, and, you know, most times it's a Western Kentucky highlight, or, or at least there's more oh. of you on the Marshall Network than any other uh, play-by-play announcer – Outside of Steve Cotton, well, I, I, I know Steve Cotton doesn't play a role in that because that's always the Learfield uh, gentleman in Winston Salem who picks the highlights. So I have to find yeah. out who that gentleman is and uh, maybe send him a gift card. 
I think you should because I, I know what's always going on with the Hilltoppers because I hear, hey, here's Randy Lee. There's my guy. <laughs> well, very Randy kind Lee. of him. Very kind of him. So um, what's your travel log look like? Uh, you, 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 it's going to be busy. Yeah, yeah, honey, Tim Bowling Green. Le- I'm sorry? I was going to say Honey, Tim Bowling Green back and forth. I mean, the herd's got to go. Yeah. You play. Yeah, herd's going to come back after the game on Saturday, come back before going to uh, to the tournament. Uh, well, you're flying. Well, you're gonna probably fly out of uh, what, Charleston to go to. I Dallas? think so, probably. I would. Yeah. I would have thought they would have maybe tried to uh, just head on to the tournament because they play Tuesday. Yeah. You know, I'm. Uh, I'm not surprised with that. Um, I know in Old now Old Dominion uh, for two times now in baseball, they have finished here for the last series of the year, and they go and play the school that is hosting the tournament for a couple of exhibition games. And they did that again last year because Chris Finwood, their baseball coach, hates to fly. And, you know, they rather than fly, they just uh, they bust it. They hang here for a couple of extra days, and, and then they go south. So, you know, they've done it before, but I'm not surprised that, that, that Marshall will go back and fly. I know, um, you know we're, we're busting up tomorrow a little earlier than I thought. Of course, it all depends upon your practice time. I thought maybe we'd leave around 1 o'clock, but we're leaving at 10. So Rick's in a hurry, I guess, uh, to, to get into Huntington and uh, and go to Tudors. So um, but we're leaving at ten, and then uh, you're going to bus back as soon as the game is over. And uh, and um, you know I, we're flying down sometime Tuesday, I think, late afternoon maybe uh, to, to Dallas. Okay. So that's sort of our travel travel plans here. And then I've got a, a night booked uh, down in uh, I guess uh, Bill Cornwell's neck of the woods down in Canova. I Uh-oh. think that's where Rocco's is located. I've always yes, heard sir. about Rocco's. Is it in Canova? Um, I, I let me double check. I believe it's Cerrito. I mean, which is basically the same thing. Well, it's the same thing. Cerrito Canova yeah, it, High it's, School. Yeah, yeah it's so, it's yeah, the same so thing because uh, you yep. got to. I got to drive past it to get to uh, Cornwell's Villa. So uh, okay, I, I'm yeah. leaving. Yeah, it's the Cerrito side. All right, Cerrito. So, so I'm going to the Cerrito side of, uh, of that area, and uh, you know my. Uh, Longtime uh, friend, her last name is Rocco. So uh, looking forward to go to Rocco's Italian Restaurante with Bill Cornwell. And I've never seen his house, and I've known Bill since 1981. So maybe Bill will drive me by his house. Is there a chance? What? You've, you've never been? <laughs> you've never been to the villa? Never been in it, never been by it. I don't know. You know, I thought maybe he lives at the YMCA and I don't know about it. But I've never been by his house, and I've known him since 1981. Oh, I don't know. Okay, um, off air, I'll prepare you. It's an experience. It, oh, it's, I don't it, think I'm going to go in, okay? I just no, that's, go that's the smart it. thing to do. That's the smart thing to do. <laughs> I'm not it's going an experience. in that house. No, don't. No, don't, don't do it. It's, I, I'll tell you why, off air. I'll just, we'll we'll okay. reconnect. Right. Yeah, I'll give you give you the hint here. Uh, Randy Lee joining us. So before I let you go, I got to ask the hard he- uh, hitting question: um, What yeah. does Rick order at Tudors? Does he does he order the Thundering Herd? Oh, Rick! I love Rick. He's a great guy, but Rick is tighter than a bark on a bark on a tree. So he's not going to go anywhere where he has to spend money. So Rick doesn't venture out of the hotel in any city he goes to. Really? Uh, and one 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 Rick story: We're in uh, Miami. We're in a you know pretty nice hotel there, and getting ready to play FIU, and um, they had this convention of people who like um, 
Marvel comic books, okay? So they had the Batman and all that, you know, Thor, and people were dressed up like that. Well, they had the Batmobile out front. And you know, Rick got off the bus, and he's walking to the front door, and you know, people are sitting in that Batmobile getting their picture taken. I've never seen Rick Anderson in anything other than hunting, fishing, and basketball. But he wanted to sit in that Batmobile. So he got ready to crawl in there, and they said, okay, that'll be, whatever, I don't know, $10, $10 or whatever. He goes, $10? sitting in that car for ten dollars and that was it man i've never <laughs> seen him spend a dollar ever wow so he doesn't know any restaurant anywhere he just eats in a hotel every meal everywhere yeah. okay have you been to his place at least is, is it is it is it nice uh he lives out in the country i've driven by it a bunch of times um he has a nice little you know i wouldn't call it a farm but he does have a farm in another part of the state uh, okay. You know, where he grew up, sort of the home spread. But, uh, no, I have not been in his home, but I've been, been by it a lot of times, but I've not been in it, no. Um, you know, he's a very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, b- both he and Mio are very nice people. They're not flashy. So, uh, you know, most people assume coaches, you know, make a pretty good living compared to, you know, what most of the people make would, you know, go in the house and, you know, wow, you know. I have not been in their house, but I know it's not like that because they are just, uh, I mean, when, you, when you're around them, they have no, you just have no idea if they even make any money because they're not about that. So, okay. that's, so I think it's one thing that, that they really love about Rick and Mio, his wife, is because, I mean, they can fit in with anyone. So uh, I know there's not a, anything in there that would be extravagant in that house. So Rick is like my boss, frugal. Yes, I would say he is. In fact, we had a show at the mall a couple of years ago around Christmas time. We, you know, our Monday night show. And I knew this before I even asked him on the radio. I said, Rick, we're at the mall tonight. And I'm just going to, I mean, I don't even have to ask you. This is the first time you've ever been in the mall, in this mall. He'd been there like five years. He goes, Yeah, I've never been in the mall before. And he drives oh, by it every day. Okay. Five years, I never stepped inside the mall, you know? You know what? Maybe I'll take Rick the Tudors. I can't afford it, but I'll take him the Tudors. <laughs> Just tell Rick to swing by. We'll go to Tudors together so he can enjoy it. You can come too. Bring we'll bring Cornwell. That sounds good. <laughs> Randy Lee, my guest, voice of the Hilltoppers. Thanks, buddy, for doing this. I owe you one. Uh, we'll do it again soon. No, you don't, Bob. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to having two good games this week. Randy Lee, voice of the Hilltoppers. Thank you, sir. Quick timeout. We come back. We're going to hear from Tony Kemper. We're here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots here at the Union Pub and Grill. Quick timeout. We'll hear from Tony Kemper when we continue with this edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our text line is open 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Texter writes, I will miss making fun of the CUSA's leadership. That's one thing to miss. Always want to make fun of the Conference USA leadership because, uh, well, it's not as if they're perfect. No one is perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No one's perfect. But at the same time, 
Uh, there have been some missteps in Conference USA. You can add your opinion as well. Again, 304-523-2275. And, of course, uh, as we are uh, learning, the Old Dominion and Southern Miss are doing the Marshall thing, and it looks like Conference USA is going to have to deal with uh, Old, Dominion, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, and Marshall all and their local municipalities. It's going to be interesting to see how Conference USA handles this, of course, uh, that means uh, Conference USA has got to deal with three schools on three different fronts. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this story and see how it progresses. Uh, we're mostly concerned with how it progresses with Marshall. Marshall's case looks like it's uh, probably further along as we speak. That's going to be interesting. Um, it's something that we've outlined on the show previously. Uh, what would be the best interest of these three schools? To um, spread Conference USA a little thin, make the league come to you and try to uh, enforce its its clauses and I know there's people who are probably saying look it's one year you should stay and there's other people who are saying look it's one year let him go and you sign a deal you sign a deal Marshall's saying look that wasn't part of the deal when we signed I mean there are a lot of reasons here but hey I can't wait for the Sun Belt schedule to come out that's something I'm interested in seeing all right, coming on the program tomorrow, we'll hear from the new athletic director, Marshall University's athletic director, taking the job on the 14th, Christian Spears. He joins me on the program tomorrow. Had a chance to catch up with Tony Kemper earlier in the afternoon. Western Kentucky week is here. But also, as the Thundering Herd gets ready for this week, there's something to keep in mind. There are four young ladies uh, that will be enjoying uh, senior week as Lorelai Roper, Kennedy Colclaw, Aaliyah Dunham, Bree Furby. Uh, Coach talked a little bit about the week coming up and those four young ladies. Um, from our point of view, it's kind of like blinking, it's here. Um, I can't believe that, but it is. Um, saying uh, thanks to four very important, um, great people, seniors on Saturday here at home. Uh, Want to have a great crowd for that game. A uh, bunch of them with, you know, ties here. Uh, Lorelai Roper's been here for four years, given a ton to our program. Um, Kennedy Colclaw's been here for two. Obviously, deep family connections here to Marshall. Uh, so... You know, that connection. Um, and then Aaliyah Dunham from South Charleston, who played four years at Xavier, come, came here for her last year. And then Bree Furby, who we got um, for a year from Austin P. They're, they've all been tremendous in what they've brought um, in terms of leadership, energy for basketball and different things like that. And just I, I have a very lot of appreciation for them, and I know our team does as well. So. Coach also talked about this series coming up with Western Kentucky. Now, the women have done this before, you know, done the, the two-game series with the school. And this is also – I know the men's series is one you like to see the two schools get after it, but I don't know. I think the women's series might be even tougher. They definitely like to get after it. And Coach is excited for the opportunity this week to play Western Kentucky. Excited for that game on Saturday. Leading into that, we've got Western over there. So uh, the um, it's kind of like we're playing a two-game series. Uh, they, they're coming off a big win against Middle Tennessee. Uh, Middle Tennessee kind of controlled the game for most of the game and um, just ran into the buzzsaw that is, is Western. 
um, at times over there in their, their own building. They're just tremendous. And that they made four straight threes on four. I think they were down 16 points and made um, four threes on four consecutive possessions and then hit a two. So 14 points in five possessions and suddenly it was a different game and they were just super tough down the stretch to win it. And so I, I know that our team is really excited about the challenge over there. That's a place that we haven't played um, very well in. And I, I do feel like over the years, um, you know, it's been a thing for us to try to play better over there. So I think our head will be in the right place about um, what it takes to compete over there at their place. And, and then, uh, you know, that leads into Saturday, uh, which is uh, always a fun game at home. Tony Kemper, the Thundering Herd, taking on the Hilltoppers. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We're going to take a quick timeout, come back. We're going to wrap it up here from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots every Monday. That's the special here at the Union Pub and Grill. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're here at the Union Pub and Grill. Love coming here on a Monday. And don't forget the Monday special $1.50 bottle, $2 call shots. Now, if you've never been to the Union Pub and Grill, let me direct you here. It's 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. We'll be back here next Monday and, of course, next Tuesday. Conference USA Tournament time, Thundering Herd. We don't have the schedule yet. Don't know what time the Herd will play, but it will be on Tuesday, so don't go anywhere. We got the Herd on Wednesday. We got the Herd on Saturday, and then we got the tournament on Tuesday. And coming up tonight, I believe it is the final edition of the Dan D'Antoni Show, and that is coming up tonight, 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9. A couple of things of note before we call it a night. Marshall softball redshirt junior pitcher Sidney Nestor, named Conference USA Pitcher of the Week for the second time this season. we got to get Megan Smith-Lyon on soon. The softball team is playing well right now. Also, the baseball team, 5-3 and three right now, closed the Snowbird Classic with an 11-1 win over St. Bonaventure. The Bonnies go down on Sunday. So congratulations to Jeff Wagner, the guy without a baseball stadium, getting it done the best way he can. And some bad news for my guy, John Mercer, tennis team, dropped his final match of the weekend, lost to the FIU Panthers 4-0 on Saturday. I looked at some of those matches. Marshall was in this thing. Let's let's not call it a 4-0 sweep because it was easy. Uh, the unfinished matches, I think Marshall had a chance. So, first one, the four wins. You got to win that double. So, that's the thing. You got to win that doubles to give yourself a chance. So, Hurd could not get that done. Uh, we'll get John Mercer back on soon to catch up with him and to see where he's at. Seven and seven is not bad. This team does play a competitive schedule. So, uh, that's the good news for the Thundering Herd on the tennis side. They play a competitive schedule. Uh, sometimes uh, it does not mean an instant win, but they're usually better for it come tournament time. So that was a quick look at what's happening across the Marshall spectrum. Again, coming up tomorrow on the program, Christian Spears will join me, the new athletic director. I'm looking forward to this. He, he seemed like a really personable person when I spoke with him briefly. Now, of course, a lot of people were coming at him 
a lot of people were just introducing themselves. Of course, you know, the mayor had to roll up and, and say, hey, look, hey, I'm the mayor. we got to get that baseball park done. You know, alumni had to roll up to him, introduce themselves. So a lot of people, you know, threw themselves at him, and he's probably like, okay, you are, and you are, and okay, that's great. We'll, we'll get him on the show tomorrow one-on-one here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 9:30. Don't forget Dan D'Antoni show coming up seven o'clock. Stay right here. Up next, statewide sports line here on AESPN 94.1 AM 9:30. Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.